Um, this is Caring for Mom and Dad, and we're here today with Charlotte Stewart, owner of Mella Music Therapy. Charlotte is a music therapist here in Arizona. Um, she does have nationwide clients, but she is based here in Arizona. So we're excited to hear from Charlotte today. Do you find you like working with the younger or the older? I, there's things I like about both actually. Okay. Yeah. Like I think I really like, um, one of the things I really like is helping people, and this can be younger or older, mm -hmm. that have some issues with communication somehow. Oh, yeah. Like people have strokes yeah. or, um, or kids that have yeah. speech, you know, delays yeah. or whatever. Because they want to communicate. Yeah. And so music is super, it's actually a super good way. Like yeah. people, and we can talk about like, but people like that had strokes that have aphasia, uh -huh. they can't speak. And I've seen it happen. They can still sing. Oh, wow. Right. And so, um, because it's a different part of their brain. Yeah. So first of all, you can just use that as like, they can get something out. You know, yeah. Like, <laughs> just something. Just, yeah. And then we can also use it to retrain, to make new pathways to actually start saying things. Okay, right? that's amazing. So That's amazing. Like that. And then like dementia, like my mom had Alzheimer's, right? Yeah. And like, dem like so the music part of your brain is like the la one of the last things to go, right? So like my mom, she couldn't remember, like I, I took her to a funeral once mm -hmm. and she couldn't remember anybody that we were talking to. Yeah. She didn't remember what we did yesterday. She and then we sat down, we sang Love at Home. Because she, she didn't read anymore. Right. She couldn't read music anymore. And she sang all four verses alto part. Wow. Because it was just. It was there. There. <laughs> right. And, and, that, and I that see that. Yeah. And that's why, you know, you see those videos of people like yeah. listening to. The, and it's because that those things are still there. And so like that makes them feel like alive and yeah. happy. And they like, because they, they feel young again. Yeah. And they feel. Um, and, and like with this, like they feel like if you just have them make music anyway even yeah. if it's just you know hitting a drum or just or singing or like right. they feel like they can do something because they get old and they're yeah. like start feeling useless yes right like, yes and, and they come alive so at the music. yeah yeah they come alive <laughs> so tell me Mella music therapy is the name of your company it is tell yes. me how you came up with that name so i actually agonized over the name of my company for days and all these names and then one day, my husband said, why don't you just name it after your mom? Oh. And I went, that is a great idea. My mom, she suffered from Alzheimer's and Parkinson's for like nine years. Wow. Um, and she was a musician. She was a piano player. Um, I wasn't a music therapist when she was still alive, so I went into it after. Wow. Um, but music was a big part of her life, and so I decided to just keep her legacy alive That's in my amazing. company. <laughs> That's amazing. So. Okay, talking to you, music therapy is not anything what I thought it was. <laughs> <laughs> I just like, they lay That's, there and you play harp yes. music or something. Is that what people think? Yes, I'm okay. think that you, you just play, like, I've had someone say, I thought you just played records for people. Or I thought, <laughs> <laughs> first of all, records? Okay, and yeah. I'm laughing, but that's, yeah, I mean, not records, but that's right. kind of what but I thought. Say, yeah, right. And, or just sit, like you, I think you said, like, just sit and play a harp. Or right, so I have a lot of people say, um, Oh, so you just like use music to make people feel good, which yeah. is yes, but yeah. it's not as simple as that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I've had people. I talked to another music therapist once, and she said, "Yeah, sometimes I feel like people think we're like voodoo, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's this, um, like the vibes of the music yeah. are gonna, yeah. you know, or yeah. something." But that's not what it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a it's an interactive process. Mm -hmm. Um, the way I like to explain it, just because I'm, I kind of like to have something to compare things to, yeah. you know, like something familiar to compare something yeah. unfamiliar to. <laughs> and so one way I like to explain it is, um, well, there's a couple ways, but one way is like if you're comparing music lessons or mm -hmm. music education or something yeah. like that and music therapy, you know, they're both good things. They're just different, right? right. So music lessons, like if you're going to if you're going to go to a music lesson and learn how to play piano or mm -hmm. singing lessons or something, um, you're going because you want to learn this musical skill. Okay. Right? And you're going to, and you want like a product. You want to yeah. learn a new song or yeah. learn how to read music or whatever it is. And then we all know that the byproduct of music lessons, there's lots of other things you get from it, right? Right. We, we like, there's all that research about what it does for your brain yeah. and it makes you feel good and it's an outlet and all those things. So music therapy to me, it's the op 
It's like the opposite. Okay. So your focus is on what you're gonna get from it. Okay. So it's like, what do I? What does this person need? So yeah. it's kind of a holistic thing. Like we look at all the different areas of someone's life. Like, what do they need? Do they need um, some social interaction? Do mm -hmm. they need? The, does their brain need stimulated? Do they yeah. need? fine motor skill practice or whatever. So we're focusing on that thing first, and then we find the musical, we call them interventions, but okay. to somebody looking out, it'll look like an activity, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> um, that, that's gonna help them get that, okay, right? And yeah. so it's like music is like the prescription. We, we have all these different things that are our medicine, right? <laughs> and then we, um, and I'm not talking, you know what I mean when I say medicine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I do believe in medicine too. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, so then we uh, use those to get the outcome that we're wanting. Yeah. And then the residual could be like, oh, we made this great song or we learned a new musical skill yeah. or something. But that's not the focus. Okay. It's not focusing on, like, you don't have to be a musician to yeah. benefit from music therapy. You don't, it's just that you, um, it does help to be to enjoy music, that probably helps someone to be more motivated to want yeah. to do it, but you don't have to be um, a musician right. or, you know, right. think, like, know a lot about music or anything like that. Yeah. Because um, we all have songs that move us all and music that sure. moves us all. Sure. Yeah. 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 Um, so you're, I mean, this, I hope this doesn't sound condescending, but your education is much more in-depth than I understood it was. Like you said, aphasias, like you, you studied the brain and right. anatomy, like it was so far beyond music. Right. Yeah. Your degree. Yeah. So you have to do a bachelor's degree in music therapy and then you, you get a background in like psychology and okay. anatomy and physiology and sociology and different things like that and then the music background and then and those are kind of like the prerequisites right mm -hmm. and then once you have that background then they put it all together yeah <laughs> in your music therapy courses and then you have to um, do a six-month internship where you're actually practicing it okay kind of like student teaching yeah it, right and then wow. um, and then I went on after that and just did like a it was just like a three or four day course kind of certification type okay. of thing that's called neurologic music therapy and that was really focused on what it does in the brain. Wow. So wow. that just fascinated me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, is, that fascinates me too. Yeah. I love the brain studies. Yeah. And yeah. I, my kids figured out at a very young age that they could like set the mood in their home with music. Like yeah. really, you know, if, if people are fighting, they'll like break out into the song we all love and by the end everyone's singing it or whatever. Yeah. Or if, I, yeah. if I'm like losing it yes. the kids, <laughs> they turn on like music that they know that I love and right. calls me and I'm like, okay, good one, you know. Because music like, affects us. It does. Like and on a deeper level than yes. like, I can't think myself out of it, but yeah. I can feel myself out of it. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes. Like we even had, I had to take a class called the psychology of music. So it wasn't, it wasn't just psychology. It was like how learning how music affects you like that, right? Yeah. Like what it is actually doing inside of your brain and what's you really? know what's going on. Yeah. Um, so it was really interesting. But when you said like using music to like calm you and all this, yeah. Stuff, what I've learned over these years in doing music therapy is that that's different for everybody, right? Like for me, like there's certain music that's calming to me. And so before I would think, well, then that's calming for everyone. Right, <laughs> right, right. But that's not necessarily, I mean, some for some people, hard rock music is relaxing. Really? Right? Yes. Wow. <laughs> and it like calms them down right. in it, right? And right. Whereas for other people like me, <laughs> <laughs> it's not really what I want to be listening to if I just want to like be yeah. know, zenning or something. Right. Like that. <laughs> but to some people that really is. Yeah. And to honor that in that person yeah. and to find what theirs is. And that's what, uh, that's a big part of music therapy. It's mm -hmm. not just like me coming in and like doing what my favorite things and what right. I think. It's like really centered on the client, on the person yeah. and what they need and what's going to be effective for them. Mm -hmm. So it's an important, so I've had to learn about lots of different kinds yeah. of music and different, and I've even learned to like some things that right. I, I think I would before. <laughs> you yelled at your kids to turn down yes. before. <laughs> no.
I totally get that. We my house is never clean because we cling to music. And yes, we never actually clean with our dancing, right? But I remember there's something uniting about music. Like I loved how you said it helps them communicate. Yes, because there's something uniting about music mm -hmm. that um, that I don't know if we can find in other places. Yes, in fact, I'd heard studies where like hearts syncopate to music and each other is that I don't know if you've heard that we've done like um, music therapists I haven't myself but some music therapists have done like heartbeat recording okay you know where they use the music to someone's heartbeat that's not the same thing yeah, yeah you're yeah. saying but yeah. like or like their baby you know yes. or like someone whose maybe baby has died they'll make like a a recording of a song that's to the beat of their heartbeat or something wow. like for the oh, that's parents incredible. or um, that's incredible. There's all kinds of things like that yeah. that, that people do. It's it's pretty amazing. You can kind of take it into a lot of different directions. Yeah. Right. Like, and that like that just kind of makes me think of like hospice too. Mm -hmm. Like in hospice, it can be really effective. And one of the things that they do in hospice is um, letting the person like reminisce about their life through music. Yeah. And so make like a a recording. You know a a compilation of different songs that like tell about their life right oh. in different ways and, and so they can kind of reminisce and kind of come to terms with things yeah. like through music and then they have something to leave for their loved ones yeah you know and that could be just collecting recordings of songs or it could be like a music therapist or somebody or musician can actually record the songs themselves and wow. or the person yeah could if they want to, they could sing it or if they yeah. play a musical instrument or something, right? And then they yeah. leave that for their it is loved like ones. Yeah. yeah, but it does connect like mm -hmm. people, like you said. So if, like if you are looking for ways to connect to mom and dad that's maybe suffering from dementia mm -hmm. or Alzheimer's, and they're like you said it about your mom, that yeah. they're not communicating in other ways, Yeah, how would you suggest just someone at home could use that to you know unify or bond with mom yeah there's actually quite a few things you can do um one thing i mean of course listening to music together right mm -hmm. i mean that's kind of like the first level but there's like a lot of levels you can add on to that right okay. and and you know and you can use music like you were saying like if they're agitated you mm -hmm. can find something that helps calm them down yeah. or or something that they like to help them like if they're not wanting to go take a bath or something maybe there's some music can calm them down oh, or yeah. get them just kind of like happy and not thinking about right. the thing they don't want to do. But there's other more engaging things you can do, like um, like listen, maybe listen to some music and like talk about it. Like, okay. oh, hear that, hear that trumpet in there or hear the violin? Because that can bring like people with dementia, even whether they are still talking or not still talking, mm -hmm. they can still nod or yeah. whatever, right? And yeah. it can help bring them into the, because it's hard for them to be in the moment, okay. right? To know what, oh, right? Because right? oftentimes yeah. they're, it's just hard for them to like know what's going on a lot of times, yeah. or, you know, depending on To the, come into that part of the brain yeah. that makes us present. Right, and so just finding some simple thing like that or to, that's pretty, isn't it? Yeah. You know, just talking about the music and depending on the person, you can get more complicated or really simple, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Um, and other things is like finding music that is, like was their favorite. A lot of the times good music to use is music from somebody's like late teens, okay. early, you know, from teens, early young adulthood kind of, because that's your, it's kind of yeah. your music, right? <laughs> like yeah. I still listen to 80s music all the time, yeah. right? And so, um, and so finding their music and then playing it, and a lot of times you can get them to sing, even if they're not talking a lot, mm -hmm. even if they don't remember a lot of other things, they can still remember music. Yeah. It's, it really is one of the last things a lot of times to go. So um, maybe not like reading music and things like that, that's right. gonna go, but right. like the, just the memory of the song, even if they can't remember what it's called or remember yeah. <laughs> every single word, they're gonna recognize you know, usually, and things that are really familiar, and so mm -hmm. it just brings them, makes them feel more alive, and they can, wow. and a lot of times they'll sing, and then they, it's like, oh, I can still do something, yeah. right? And a lot of times it brings memories, so if mm -hmm. they're still talking, they, a lot of times you can start asking them, like, when did you listen to the song? Well, how come you yeah. like the song? What does this remind you of? And they can start telling, because a lot of times they remember things from a long wow. time ago, right? So music can help 
bring and so it just makes them feel like I still know things. Yeah. I still you know, I can still have fun. Yeah. I can and then well, things are still familiar. Yeah. Because they live in a world that's not familiar to yes. them anymore. And it's scary to them. I mean, we see the panic. Yeah. The, but things are familiar again. Yeah, and then it also makes something that connects you with them. Yeah. Because a lot of the times like right, they're they're like in a different place than you are, right? Yeah. They're thinking something else, remembering something a different way or whatever, and it's hard for you to like connect with them. Yeah. But if you find music that they really are like, whoa, and right. you can connect with them that way yeah. and enjoy, even like grab a little hand drum or a tambourine or something yeah. and let them like, you know, be involved in it. Like yeah. that's just more endorphins coming out, right? And, right. Um, and just that really does help stimulate their brain and or even just moving mm -hmm. just even clapping your hands yeah marching your feet you know just getting that blood flowing and yeah. then moving to the and that's might be an easier way to get them to move than to right like say come on we're gonna we're gonna go for a walk <laughs> yeah right <laughs> need an exercise right, today right yeah they don't know they're let's doing move that. your arms up and down right, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah so those are some examples yeah and I think the connections, the people that I watch that whose parents are dealing with that I could Alzheimer's dimension, they they want ways to connect yes. to mom and to dad. Yes. I, that's important yes. to have that connection. And I'll I'll never forget years ago before I even came into this field, I mean, you know, thirty years ago, a friend of mine was dealing with um, like a, a grandparent or something that had dementia. Mm -hmm. And they could he couldn't remember anyone's name. But he responded differently to people when they came in, even mm -hmm. though he didn't and she had decided she watched and she decided that he responded to the way that they made him feel you're right and so because one was a little condescending come on dad you gotta get in the shower right. and the other one was very patient and kind and so even though he couldn't remember their names yeah and he didn't know who he remembered how he felt when he was right. with them right you know somewhere back there and so i feel like that music if it's a positive experience yes. when they're with you you still have a connection that way. They don't know your name. They yeah. don't know who you are, but they remember. They feel good when they're with you. Yes, yes. And they they feel better when right. they're with you. And yeah. I don't think that goes away. Yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah. That's how I always felt about my mom. Is even though she didn't know who we were, mm -hmm. I feel like she knew we were her family. Yeah. Like we, she knew we were people that loved her. So I agree with that. Right, it's that feeling. And another thought just came to me when you were talking was like when and this is probably more in like earlier stages but uh -huh. when you're I think there are things just like there's medicines and things to do that help them even though they're even though we're not necessarily going to like make it go away yeah. or make it from continuing eventually but there are things just like in medicine that they do to help them try to stay where they are as long as possible or okay. help to be their or help their quality of life while they're there right yeah. to make you a better quality of life and so i think um the earlier the better doing things that are like stimulating their brain like cognitively just helps uh -huh. them you know maybe you can do things that just help it uh not go as fast yeah. right as it might would um but even just things like play name that tune you know like oh, yeah. get songs from their older years and um play a little bit and like do you know what the song is yeah, yeah. And, and depending on where they're at they might can name the song they might can hum the song they might yeah. can sing the song you might have to play a whole bunch of the song or right. maybe you can play a teeny tiny bit you yeah. know but just finding things games and things to kind of stimulate their brain yeah um just to that's a great yeah cognitively yeah keep just moving. where they're at yeah like something they can do but it just keeps that yeah um, for where they are right then yeah. Right. Okay. And that that's things everyone can do at home with mom and dad. Sure. So if yeah. they come to you, you take that a step further. What what other things do you do? So we do things. Well, what we do initially is we do like an assessment. So okay. we'll do some of these types of things with them just so we and other things, even non musical little mm -hmm. assessments, just to see where they're at. Yeah. In just you know. Um, and their communication, cognitively, mm -hmm. motor-wise, yeah. well-being, you know, just all those kind of areas. Um, we just see where they're at. And then after talk, doing that and talking to the family members mm -hmm. and to the person, if possible, then yeah. we decide, okay, what what's our focus here? What are yeah. we wanting to get from this? And then we design a 
you know, we call like a treatment plan where we use music to help the people. Yeah. Um, sometimes it can be um, helping somebody, let's say they used to play a musical instrument or they used to, sometimes it can be helping them, um, you know, it depends on where the person is, yeah. right? Um, yeah. But there are times when it can be bringing music back into that person's life in a uh -huh. way that they can do it. Yeah. Right? There's a lot of adaptive ways there's there's even so much adaptive equipment now like yeah. you can play the guitar now without really having to play the chord there's oh, all right. these different devices where you just have to push a button yeah or you just have to right and so finding ways to help them to be able to like have music be a part of their lives yeah um you know maybe even like we have a we have a family member who used to play the violin and um and i feel like bringing that back to her would be a yeah. great thing but it's also sometimes helping people get over the psychological <laughs> idea that I'm, I'm not gonna play like I did though. right so right right you have to kind of help them work through yeah. that to get to a place where it's like so can they uh, enjoy again yes and maybe it, and maybe it's not gonna be the violin now but maybe yeah. it's something else we can find right, right to, I worked with a man who had a stroke so one side that yeah. he couldn't use one side, and he used to be a really great pianist. Like wow. I think he did it professionally, wow. and so for a long time he didn't want to play the piano because it was too hard, yeah. to, you know, yeah. too emotional. Yeah. And so we did other things. Um, we did. He also had a hard time. He had aphasia, so he couldn't get out what he wanted to say. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so we worked on that a lot. You can use just like get a sentence and and put it to a melody and mm -hmm. then use rhythm and then just say it over and over and eventually, and they sing it over and over and eventually they can, they learn to speak it and, and, wow. they, and they just kind of learn, okay, when someone asks me this, I say this, right? Wow. <laughs> and so we were doing things like that and then just like just familiar songs to try to get his, him to like be able to sing things. And yeah. um, anyway, eventually, oh, so we had to kind of work through, you can use music and you can use like music lyrics and things to work through emotions, yeah. and, right? We had to work through it, but eventually we got to where he would play the one hand on the piano and I'd play the other hand and oh. we would do things together and, yeah. and for him, and it became an enjoyable thing yeah. for him, right? And so things just, oh. you have to just be creative to yeah. find things that work for that person. That's incredible to give someone back that thing that brought them so much joy. Yeah, yeah. So much joy. And like you said, you don't have to be a musician to no. benefit from it. But no, you don't. Surely musicians <laughs> absolutely benefit. Yes, from it. yes, I yeah. think so. Yeah. Um, yeah, we even have, so at Mellow Music Therapy, we have, so there's three different things that we offer. Mm -hmm. And one is um, people can come to us, right? To me, I have a clinic in Mesa. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing is we can do virtual sessions okay. um, with people. Um, but the other thing that's a new program we have, it's called MT at Home. Mm -hmm. So what we do is we, I talk to the caregiver, like in this case probably, and, and they, and I help them, like I still do an assessment, whether it's virtually or they come to me, right. I still do the assessment. And then after that, we come up with our goals and what we want to do, and then I basically am just consulting with the caregiver, uh -huh. and they're gonna facilitate it. So, and they don't have to be a musician either. So, yeah. um, I will meet with them like on the phone or mm -hmm. video consult once or twice a month, and and I will send them like, here's what you're gonna do. Here's some videos of me doing a song you guys can do with me or whatever. Yeah. Or here's some instructions of some an activity you can do with the with your loved one yeah. or with your family and them or you know, we decide what the needs are and then I just give them the kind of blueprint and then they do it. And then yeah. they report back and I, you know, like, okay, this is what went well, this was not going well. Right. But it's something they can you know, it's a more yeah. it's a more inexpensive option and it's just yeah. something that they can and do it on their own right. time and and someone from anywhere you're working with several so veterans right now all over the country is that I am, right yeah okay with ptsd yeah. is that uh -huh. right PTSD okay ptsd and um, brain injuries and brain injuries yeah okay and you're yeah. seeing successes there we are yeah wow and we're doing that with virtual sessions okay um but yeah that is something I really enjoy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. That's yeah, amazing. Well, and you talked about aphasias, which is language um, yes. disability in yeah. the brain. Mm -hmm. um, but what about like physical? And I could be making this up, but here's the truth about me. I'm so uncoordinated. Like 
my, my kids left because I'm super intelligent and I can do a lot of things, but like ask me to carry all my stuff to the car <laughs> for work and I'm dropping it. And people have to open doors and like, you can't function. Like, you know, but, but I'm smart, but I just, I'm so uncoordinated. But one thing that my husband will say to me is like, I, you're so unathletic, but for some reason when the music comes on, yes. I can dance. Yes. I have good, I mean, I think I can dance. But I have coordination all yeah. of a sudden, and I can't throw a ball to save my life probably, but I can dance when the music comes on. Something yes. in my body suddenly connects, and I'm like athletic enough to dance. Yes. Is that like totally. so, someone with, I don't know, Parkinson's, like something more physical? Yes. Okay. For sure, yes. Um, so in neurologic music therapy, they've done tons of studies on people with Parkinson's and how to help in their movement. Uh-huh. Um, and so they use rhythm. Uh, the rhythm of either the music or even sometimes just a rhythmic beat, like a okay. metronome or something, right, to um, to help with this. And so they have gotten all these people and they measure their gait first, like how they walk, uh-huh. right, and um, all these things about their gait. And they work with, um, another thing is, great thing we can do is like work with other therapists, right? So yeah. like you can work with like a physical therapist and that's how they develop these, by working with other therapists, yeah. right? So the, you, you, um, What's the word? You assess their gait and everything about it. Like, how are they walking their feet? How is their flow of their movement? Yeah. All these things. And then you, there's a formula, a little way you find out what rhythm you should start with. And so then you use that metronome beat, oh, okay. you know, what beat you should start with. Right. And you can use music to, that fits that yeah. beat, like play along music to that. Um, what's the word? Speed. Okay. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Um, and... And then that drives them, that goes in their head and it like drives them and so their movements, there's a lot, you can look this up on, uh, on, on, online, right? right? And find lots of videos of yeah. people doing this. Um, and that move, the rhythm drives their movement and makes it smooth and fluid. And then the point is you do it enough, 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 yeah. but then they can walk like that without wow. the rhythm. And you know, you might even give them headphones so every day they yeah. got that beat in their head yeah. and they're like walking or even with other movements uh-huh. right that you want to be a little more fluid okay um like i'm working with somebody right now that has um cerebral palsy mm-hmm. and and his movements are really really shaky yeah um and so trying but when they're thinking that when they're not thinking like about that but they're just like i'm playing this drum mm-hmm. or i'm you know we're trying to help him learn to feed himself a cookie okay right? and so we're putting instruments right up here yeah. on his shoulder or whatever and having him reach up and yeah. and so just practicing that movement but you're not thinking I'm practicing you know I'm practicing right. this you're just like I'm playing the drum I'm listening yeah. to my favorite songs I'm right yeah. And so yeah um but all that is very research based and there has been a lot done with parkinsons i even know there's um there's a Parkinson's group in Gilbert through Banner. Okay. That um, there's like a center down there, yeah. and there's a music therapist from Banner that goes wow. down there and works with the people in a group. Yeah. Um, and does things working on those wow. um, movement. Music therapy is so. just not what I thought. It was. <laughs> it's like it's so much more. Yeah. It can do so much more for people. Yeah. It's pretty wow. exciting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember a time like just when, um, you know, like, our law office and stuff was first opening and I had like mm-hmm. seven kids under the age of 10 and yeah. really my anxiety and my depression was really hitting in and yeah. I you know so I think sometimes as young moms anyway we kind of get lost taking care of everyone yeah, and, right. and as a caretaker we see this all the time sure. you forget who you are taking care of other people in yes. fact when a lot of people come to me one of the first things I say is you need to check on a caretaker yeah like if both parents and one's doing bad you need if mom's not doing well you need to be checking on dad yes because we so forget true. the caretaker yes we forget the caretaker and mm-hmm. so I'm curious about so there's like a depression and anxiety that we hardly know when we f- kind of forget ourselves and I, I remember talking to a friend that who also had dealt with some depression and she brought me a CD of music, and oh, yeah. I forgot that I loved music. Yeah. I forgot I loved music. Yeah. And it just, it, it was really the beginning of a turnaround for me. Mm-hmm. And um, we had a client on, and I saw the same thing with a client on hospice who, you know, just kind of giving up, but we discovered 
as she was in hospice, it was a client that we took care of full-time, kind of on a fiduciary capacity, mm -hmm. that she loved music. And yeah. so we would play like Sound of Music and all of those older you know, musicals yes. that she grew up with, and we would just play them all the time while she was in bed, and we'd sing them with her and stuff. And, yes. and she, you know, not communicable, but she could right. do that. Right. Is there something with anxiety and depression and the music that can kind of bring us out of that sometimes? Yeah. Anxiety and depression is really where music therapy got started, like working with people with mental health issues. Yeah. So um, it was clear back into like the 50s um, after the war, um, people, they, they would bring musicians in to work with these soldiers that had all these, you know, mental health issues yeah. because of the war. Whether, you know, at the time, I don't know if they knew what they were, but right, right whether it's PTSD, which has depression, anxiety, all these things. So they'd bring these musicians and they would see the, f the positive effects on mm -hmm. the soldiers. And so they're like, there's something to this. So they started doing research and doing things. And then music therapy was created from that. And then the first uh, music therapy program at a university was born like out of that. Wow. And it's actually been around longer than most people think. Yeah. Um, but it's been mostly for a long time more in the mental health field. Okay. Um, in that here in Arizona, that's a lot of the more established uh, facilities that have like an established music, music therapist okay. there are in the mental health field, but uh, the other fields are, are more new, but they're being, yeah. you know, they're being, now we have hospitals with music therapists and all kinds of places, but um, the first was more like in mental health. And so that's really where, and I think, you know, ob there's some obvious things that we would get from it, like, oh, well, yeah, music gives us endorphins, it helps yeah. us feel good, right? And, it, right? and so just like the story you were saying, yeah. right? You listen to it and it makes you feel good. Right, right, <laughs> right. right. Um, but there's a lot more to it, too, than that. Like, um, you can just go on so many different levels and, and depending on the person how, like some people listen to music and we'll just be, you know, like, why do you like that music? I yeah. don't know, it makes me feel good, <laughs> right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I like the sound or whatever. Yeah. Some people are like, they relate on a, like, very personal level, like the lyric, what the lyrics are yeah. saying or, you know, um, what the, what it means to them or, like, what it reminds them of mm -hmm. somebody or some place yeah. or, you know. I mean, I've been places with groups and playing music and it's not a sad song, but someone starts crying. Yeah. But it's because it evokes like a memory right. or something yeah. right and but anyway it can really help you process a lot yeah. right and so I've seen people um, really kind of get deep and process a lot of heavy emotions using music in a way I think they might not you know they wouldn't normally have just like started telling me things right 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 <laughs> but we're not focusing on them we're like it's like deferred to the music yeah the song so it's like they can just relate to the music without feeling like it's so much yeah. on them. And they don't even, sometimes you don't even realize that you're just getting all this stuff out. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, so, you know, one thing that I really, um, I never, like, been a drummer or playing drums or anything like that, <laughs> but I, we have to, that's one of the yeah. things we have to um, learn how to do is percussion. And um, and it's fun. Not yeah. only is it fun, but it's like really cathartic to bang on a drum, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and so using things like that to help people with their emotions, just like, right. let's bang this out. Let's, yeah. you know, just using it as an outlet. Um, yeah. There's just so many components yeah. to how it can, but it can really be effective with yeah. um, anxiety and depression. And I've, I've seen, I've only had maybe a couple people come to me like, because of like I'm coming to you because I want help with my anxiety yeah. and depression I have had a couple but most of the time it's people who are experiencing anxiety and depression because of other things they yeah. had a stroke and you know they were coming to me because they had a stroke and they want to work on their speech or right. their m motor skills or something but then that's also there so that's yeah. something we can also address yeah you know? Um, I mean, just getting older can be a reason to get yeah. depressed, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> right? I mean, like you, you no, no matter whether, I mean, if you've had some major thing like a stroke or yeah. you get something like Parkinson's, that even adds to it, right? But just the fact of like, you're not doing 
the things that kind of defined you or yeah. the things that really made you feel like you, right? Your right. kids are all raised. You're... Um, and they don't need you as much anymore, right? Right. right. You're, you may be retired from your you're career. Retired from your career, yeah. So you don't have that anymore. Yeah. Maybe you're not as active out in the community as you yeah. used to could be, or you know, all those things, and you don't feel as useful, right? And I think that's really an important place to like catch people, yes, <laughs> right? Because when they and I've seen that happen, like if they just think, oh, I can't do anything anymore, then they just go sit home yeah. and start getting depressed, and right? Not, and and. You know, there's a lot of different things we can do for people like that, and but music is one of them, yeah. right? Yeah. Just getting them active in some type of music making, some right? Type of you know, to just help them feel like there's something I can do. There's yeah. I know my father-in-law. It was years ago, but it was after he'd retired. He joined a little. It was when he lived in Sholo, and he joined a little city band. I love right? that. And he he played the trumpet. I don't think he'd played the trumpet in years and years, but. It didn't matter, yeah. right? They're just having fun, yeah. and, right? And it was so, you could just see how good it was for yeah. him, right? Yeah. So even just things like that. Yeah. What What do you see as the biggest issue with the aging population right now? Well, I think probably the first thing that might come to most of our heads right now at this moment is like connection, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We are in the middle of COVID. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> So connection is a big thing. Yeah. Um, even before COVID, connection just because, yeah. like you know, besides the part of, like maybe maybe they can't remember as much anymore or whatever. But right. I think also I see people because of like technology, right? Like what yeah. runs everything? Yeah. Technology. Oh yeah. You do everything on technology. Yes. I mean, I even feel <laughs> inept. <laughs> right. 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 Because right. there's so much more than when yeah. I. You know, yeah, when we calling were younger, our young adult kids to yes, come over to help and, us. Right. So just think of like our parents. Yeah. Right. Oh um, yeah. And so they feel. I think that sometimes can make them feel disconnected. Yeah. Um. And so actually, using technology, we can show them like there's all these like cool things on your iPad. There's cool music things you can do. Yeah. Right. Where you can create little. Yeah. Music and record over yourself. There might be a yeah. little keyboard. You can you know like just and it can show them an easy way to use technology yeah. and kind of connect. But I think that can make them feel very, like, isolated. Yeah. And the fact that they can't see people. Right, <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> right. And, um, and then, like I already talked about before, just they kind of lose their sense of self. Right. Right. Um, right. And then their independence. Yeah. Right. So just finding things to help them feel like yeah. they can do some things yeah. on their own. Right. Um, and that they're, like, I think that they're still smart, right? Right. Because it's like, I think it's even, yeah. even me, you know, I mean, yeah. I'm 50, right? And so <laughs> sometimes I feel stupid, right? right? Like, <laughs> your kids just look at you or something. Like, <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and so I think, like, helping them, like, you still know stuff, yeah. right? You can still Ask their things. advice. Yes. Ask them. Yeah. Yes. And, and just, I think, also, I already kind of addressed this, but, like, just the inactivity, yeah. Keeping them, just having something to get up for every day. Right, right. right. I, I we all go through phases, you know, and like when all my kids went to school and finding a reason to get up in the morning. Yeah, I, I yeah. was blessed. I had a job I loved. Right. But they, when all that goes away, yes. finding a reason to get up. Right. And, and just just listening to, you, I'm thinking, um, connection is huge. But I think also is it's because. We have to find new ways to connect to our parents. Yes. Like I think of families who they all played baseball together, or they all um, played it like sing in a choir together, yes. and that was their connection. Mom and dad can't do if that they anymore. They can't do that anymore, right? Yeah, and so you do have to find new ways to yes. connect, new yes. languages. You know, if mm-hmm. y- instead of you know going to play baseball together, you have to find yes. another way to connect. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. Um, However, that. Yeah. Might be. Yeah. And mm-hmm. because they're, they are, they're lonely. I think yes. that I agree that that's one of the biggest things that we're seeing right now is loneliness yeah. that I see. Yeah. And, um, and th- connecting and they want to connect, but there's so many things in the way. Yeah. As we have to age. find ways they can connect yeah. instead of like, why can't you connect the way you used to? I know, right? <laughs> right? Right? Yeah. I mean, I remember feeling that way right when my yeah. mom was first, right? Like, right. why can't you... We all let's go do this together. We loved it, right? You know, then you just have to get creative and like. But what can we do? Right, it's not like just this all or nothing. Like, well, guess we can't. Yeah, (laughs) you know, right. (laughs) 
guess you're just gonna sit right and I'm just gonna sit there and and finding things like and even like there may be a case like maybe you can't be with them 24 hours a day but you can find them either things to do or give them things teach them how to do something like how to how to play music for themselves or how to whatever it is right Right. how to do some things so that they don't feel so helpless yeah um that just made me think of one of my clients um his he had a family member who got him something called the grand pad Uh have you ever heard of it i have not so this might be something for people who are listening to you um and to look up it's called the grand pad and it was made for um like for the elderly population, mm-hmm. right? So it makes it so it's very easy to do. Okay. So um, you they can talk on the phone like video with their. Okay. Uh, so you, you they somebody will program it for them mm-hmm. so they can just do certain things on there and yeah. what they want them to do, and so they'll just push and it's very like big so they can see it and so they can just push a button and it will call their daughter or whatever. Oh, wow. It makes yeah. it really easy yeah. and they can see the video you can put certain music in there so they just easily you teach them how to just put you you push this button you get your songs right right and and there's other things too besides the music and the talking the yeah communicating but those are the two main things that i'm remembering at the moment but it's it is really a cool thing yeah okay and it's made yeah it's for you know it's very um technologically easy yeah and then you can like program it to do the specific things that you want it to do right. for and so then they feel like they can use technology yeah. and they can use it to help them and right um right so it's pretty cool thing. yeah yeah that is frustrating i i have several um kids that live out of state right now and they're m- mostly how they communicate is through facebook messenger yeah that's not easy for like my and Jason's parents necessarily right to figure right. out yes. um, you know some of them do really great but right. others have a hard time figuring out and they want to connect to them they want to talk to my kids yes. their grandkids yes but they can't figure out How, Facebook Messenger right you know right. it's just too hard it's one more thing to that's learn that's why I thought this was really cool yeah should it it's Made for older adults. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I'm almost to the thing where my kids have to just, like, tape off the whole remote except the volume. Yes. And the channel. <laughs> like, I don't want to know anything else. Maybe mute, you yeah. know. <laughs> like, yeah, just like make that. Make it simple for me. Make here. it simple. Make it simple. Okay. <laughs> Tell me about one of your favorite success stories. So, well, the one that pops into my head was a man. He's actually passed away now, but... Um, he, he had had a stroke, and he was one of my first people I got to work with, like after I went and did the neurologic music therapy mm-hmm. and was really excited about trying yeah. some of the new things. And, um, and so I got, he actually lived in a care home, like one of those residential okay. care homes where yeah. they take care of just like a handful of people, yeah. right, in the house. And, and his uh, wife didn't live there, you know, she, mm-hmm. he, she had him there. and so. Her and the person that took care of him at the home thought that this might be a good thing for him. Yeah. And so I would go to his home. At the time, I was going to people's homes. And um, so I would go there, and he it just it was so frustrating to him because you could tell he knew what he wanted to say to you, mm-hmm. but it just would not come out, yeah. right? Like, he knew. Like, yeah. <laughs> I just think that would be one of the most oh, frustrating things. so frustrating. <laughs> um, oh. And so... Hard. Yeah, and so he, um, so he had that. He's the he's the same man I was talking to you about about the piano. He okay. The piano. Yeah. Um, and so one of the things I saw from him was just, not that you know he just not that he got miraculously cured and could just do yeah. all these things, but he was able to. Um, and you have to look sometimes just something that might seem the small success mm-hmm. to someone else is big to that yeah. person, right? Yeah. Like if you go from never not being able to say anything and then all of a sudden you can say, how are you? I'm doing fine yeah. or something, then it's big. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> um, so like when we put toddlers when they take a step. Yeah. Like that's huge to them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or him being able to start enjoying playing the piano yeah. again, right? Even though he could only do it with one hand. Right. But he, so the way, I think this is actually the way I got connected to him and his wife in the first place is I went, when I was doing my internship, mm-hmm. I had the opportunity to go with another music therapist to this, they call the stroke camp. And it's a camp they do up in Prescott in the summer for people who've had strokes and their caregivers. And it's really wow. neat thing. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. 
That's where I kind of got introduced yeah. to the population. And, to, and anyway, um, that's where I met him. And so after that, when I started working with him, we would start like teaching him songs on the piano or songs to sing mm-hmm. and like play and sing and things yeah. like that. And then a couple of years later, it was a few years after that, I can't remember how long, but he, he'd go to stroke camp every summer. Mm-hmm. And so he went back to stroke camp one year and we had been working on some things, yeah. you know, some songs. And, and I didn't go that year, but the music therapist that always goes, she was there and mm-hmm. she videoed him. Yeah. And he performed the little talent show thing and played his songs oh. and sang and big standing ovation. And he was just, be, wow. You know, and he was someone that was very depressed yeah. and very discouraged because he couldn't do the things right. he used to do. Right. But just seeing that he felt good about doing yeah. things again and yeah. making music and that everyone was so, like, um, supportive of him yeah. and that, to me, that was, wow. you know a success story yeah. like like I say sometimes someone else might you right. know, to one person but to me yeah. that was like a big thing because it's yeah. like not only it's what it's what you're getting on the outside too but it's also what's happening yeah. on the inside yeah. and that's actually I think one of the things that's hard about like um What's the word? Like with music therapy, you know how you have like quantitative data and qualitative mm-hmm. data? Yeah. Like there is quantitative stuff. There's research and there's, but there's also the stuff that you can't like. Yeah, you can't, can't measure. measure. Right. Quantitative means you can measure it, right? Yes, okay. right. And then there's the stuff that's just yeah. like, you know, I've seen like caregivers or parents like with tears down their face yeah. because their loved one all of a sudden saying something they couldn't say yeah. or they're singing and enjoying music and they haven't done that for two years right. or something and yeah. you and I, how do you write that down yeah. or, I mean, you can yeah. try to explain it right but like it's not going to be like in a data form really yeah. um and so that that's actually probably one reason why maybe it's like it's harder to like fit in like in the, yeah. you know, how why well, it's taking a while to right. fit in like in the medical field, but that's neurologic music therapy has, is helping like bridge that yeah. because it's bringing the research and the things so right. that can bridge and bring it more into the yeah. medical and world. That how do you chart quality of life? Yeah. You know, it's and, yeah. and joy. And, and that's why, I mean, I think I can speak for most music therapists, mm-hmm. that's why we do what we do. Right, right. <laughs> right. Not so you can do the data, but right. so you can see yes. that. And the data helps because it helps yeah. you know, it helps inform what you're doing right. and it helps show if you're having progress. Yeah. Right there. But the reason that keeps us waking up, right, right, or right. has those things that we like to do is because we're seeing that. Yeah. Right. That's why yeah. I went into it in the first place. I was like, well, I'd heard about it. I knew about it for a lot, for years and years. Yeah. But when I was deciding to go back to school, I was, I had remembered about music therapy. Like, oh, and that's so why I looked it up online and I found videos of people. And yeah. specifically, I found the video of um, Gabby Giffords when she got shot in her brain and um, and then they used music there, you know, it was cause yeah. it was on the news and, um, and I saw that and then I was like, oh, that's right. really fascinating. Yeah. And then I found more and more and more and, yeah. um, and then, cause when you watch the videos, you see the reaction yeah. in the people and, um, yeah. in the family that, um, it's so hard in before and after things, but when you've seen the struggle, like you said, for yes. a year or two yes. of him coming from depression to just being yes. able to play the piano in front of people again. Right. And that triumph. Yes. I mean, yeah, how can you even measure that? Yeah. Priceless. Yeah. Is that yeah. Yeah. And I think I also see people like um, older adults that like makes me feel good to see them feeling, it helps them to feel better about just like what you said, like doing things in front of people, whether yeah. it's just speaking or just being around, like, we're helping someone right now who's had a stroke who just he he can still speak okay like you understand mm-hmm. him he can but he his memory isn't what it used to be yeah. and so he feels um in conversations he just yeah. feels kind of you know inadequate to have right. a conversation yeah and so we're kind of focusing in that way and it's fun to see that just kind of blossom and yeah. him you know come and say like I'm feeling more comfortable with this or right. you know have him or just see it when we're talking to him or yeah um so that's it's just fun to see 
progress, right? Even if it's little, because little progress yeah. builds on it, each other, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, the small, simple steps. Yeah, that. and with Alzheimer's, I've worked with people with Alzheimer's, and you know, sometimes with Alzheimer's, you're not going to quite see. So it's not more. It's not so much like rehabilitation, yeah. right? But you'll you still see. Like I used to go to assisted livings and memory cares mm -hmm. and um, do group music therapy there, yeah. and and you'd hear like some of the. Um, sometimes the spouses would come in to visit them during yeah. music time, so they'd be with them during music time, and yeah. they would say, "Music time's their favorite time of the day yeah. because they just—that's when they get to hear their songs they right. like, and that's right. when they just like it's something familiar and it's yeah. something that they enjoy and yeah. and even look forward to. Like they tell them it's music today, or you know, and and then, and then it's fun for the family member to see them light up. Yeah, a lot of the day. They're agitated, right? And they're like, so just yeah. seeing them be able to relax like makes them yeah. feel better, right? And you and you see them having fun together, and yeah. Um, so that's that's fun to see, and that I think that's a lot what you see with people with dementia is just mm -hmm. kind of just helping their quality, yeah, of life, quality of life, so yeah. important, and, yeah, and just in the moment being able to yes. connect with them and, and yes. have mom back just for a second, yes. in in the in that way, yeah. Yeah. And it can be healing. I think you already brought this up for family members. Yeah. Right? I like, think it absolutely can. Mm -hmm. I, I, I mean, I see it all the time. Some of the hardest decisions is deciding whether to put mom and dad into care and yes. how to care for them mm -hmm. and stuff like that. It's, it's so hard. It's agonizing. Yes. It's agonizing it to, and it's, I remember um, I had a good friend whose, whose dad had dementia at a very young age. Mm -hmm. And when he passed away, um, they finally did have to put him in a home, and, and when he passed away a few years later, I said, "I, you know, I'm sorry for the loss of your dad." And they said to me, "I lost my dad eight years ago." Yes, <laughs> you know, which I'm sure you can yes. relate to with your own <laughs> mom. Mm -hmm. You know, I lost him eight years ago. Mm -hmm. He just wasn't my dad. But if you can just have some moments, find, yes, yes, yeah, and find that new way to communicate. Mm -hmm. that it doesn't look like it used to, but right. it can still be rewarding yes. and um, connecting. Yes. And they need that connection mm -hmm. so badly. Yes. And we need it with them. Yes. We need it with them. For sure. If someone wants to get a hold of you, mm -hmm. what is the best way to do that? Best way is probably just through my website. Okay. It's just melamusictherapy.com. Okay. And it's M-E-L-L-A. Okay. Um, so my, just a little backstory. My mom's name was Mary Louise. Okay. But her sister couldn't say it. So she would just call her Meloise. And so she, <laughs> she went by Mella. Like she even like, it was on her checks when she was oh, really? from a young age. She just started going by Mella. So um, anyway, so melamusictherapy.com and you can contact me through there. I'm okay. also on Facebook and okay. Instagram. You Under Mella Music me. Therapy. Uh -huh. Okay. Yep. Okay. Fantastic. Yep. Okay.